Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Forbidden Speech, The Raw Truth, with your host, Christina Rivera. In this savvy broadcasting series, we delve into hot topics affecting us all. With cancel culture and big tech censoring any opposing ideas and thoughts outside of mainstream ideology, it has become more important than ever that we tell the raw truth about everything from U.S. world politics, COVID, Christianity, and everything in between. We invite all points of view to come and share their perspective honestly and respectfully. Hello, Christian Watson. Welcome to Forbidden Speech, The Raw Truth. How are you? I'm doing very well. Better now that I'm here. Thank you for having me. Uh, you betcha. I am so grateful. Savvy has been on air here doing business content for over 10 years. Uh, but we saw with what's going on in the country, this divide and, and, and this kind of separateness of Americans from each other, that we need to create a new series. And so we created Forbidden Speech. And we saw the work you were doing in the world to bring Americans back together. Uh, Color Us United is the name of your organization, advocating for a race blind America. Um, besides the fact of, you know, having COVID separating people for that and politics the past couple of years now with race and, you know, there is more that brings us together and, and unites us as general human beings. And uh, you're, you're just cutting through the chase and going straight to what's real. Um, but welcome Christian. Thank you so much. Again, I'm very happy to be here. And I think that your sentiments are really true. Um, we are trying to cut straight to the center of the point of what it means to be human fundamentally. And uh, that that idea gets buried beneath the minutia of of temporal political disputes. There's, there's no better way to distract people from the fact of their humanity than to coach it in political language. <laughs> That's my quote for the day. <laughs> a great quote. And, you know, it's so true because I find it hasn't just been one distraction with maybe with going on with COVID and then prior to the elections and all of this stuff. But I find it all to be distractions from really taking us away from ourselves and then God, really kind of removing God out of the country, out of the world, our lives. Uh, what is your perspective? And also then I want to get to the nitty gritty of how you came to creating your organization. My perspective on what again? Uh, perspective on really what has caused us to kind of get separated from ourselves, God, country, all of that. Well, what has caused all this division on many different fronts? 
Well, I think I'm going to take the unpopular viewpoint. I think division has been around since the dawn of the American experiment. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, whether that, that's reflected through the empirical evidence as well, whether it be the founders, the anti-federalists, and the federalists fighting over the Constitution, some of the federal, some of the anti-federalists rather not showing up to the signing of the Constitution because they didn't like it. Patrick Henry did not show up to signing the Constitution. Whether it be the disputes the early presidents had, um, whether it be Mar Marbury versus Madison, for example. I mean, division has been part and parcel to building this free society, well, the, uh, the semi-free society, I say, that we have. So I don't think division is necessarily a bad thing. I think the form division takes can be bad. And the form that the division has taken has oftentimes devolved into, um, in some cases, violence. In many cases, the invalidation of the humanity of others because they hold certain perspectives. And that's what we should avoid. But division is actually a very good thing, a very necessary thing. In fact, division is actually one of the building blocks of life. So, yeah, the, uh, yeah, so the idea here, um, is that you can understand moral truths by observing the nature of things. This was the sentiment of people like John Locke and the natural law theorist. And the nature of life is necessarily divided. My body has different sectors and different systems that do different things. And without those different sectors and different systems that do different things and are highly individuated in their own way, my body couldn't function as it functions right now. My life would be impossible. Similarly, society and people in society have different sectors of their beliefs that do different things and different understandings and different hobbies and different interests. And without those things, you would not recognize human life. You might recognize sort of automaton life, that even life at all. So I, wow. I, I think that we need division. Well, you know, that's that's unique idea. And not only that, it makes sense because we all have our different perspectives. And it shouldn't be that we all have to have think alike. Like we all come to the table thinking exactly. And that's the poison of what I see going on right now is like think leftist or get the heck out of the way. We want to eliminate you. And it's like, well, why shouldn't we have left, right and everything in between and, and, and have those points of view come on the table and see where – you know, there's some validity to many of the points of view because not everything isn't just this or that or black or white. There's nuances in life. Right, exactly. And, and, and so I think that to understand those nuances, you have to be willing to collaborate, but you have to be willing to collaborate in a, set, in a setting in which you bring different tools, different pieces of the puzzle to the table. If we all had the same puzzle piece, the puzzle would never get finished. The puzzle would never get finished at all. So I'm not saying that we need to all be at each other's throats. No, Coloration United wants us all to be united in the fact that we are Americans. We're, we're humans first. We're Americans second. And that comes with a certain set of beliefs, propositions that we sh all should have. The brotherhood of man. The sociability of man. The fact that our very being is it makes ourselves conducive to social reactions. Um, as Aristotle said, we are social animals. So we stand for all of that. And undoubtedly, and we especially don't want to be pitted against each other for a trait as meaningless as the as skin complexion. Yeah. And, and you know, it's sad. I recall many, many years ago, we were watching a Star Trek episode. And I don't know if you remember, um, there was a Star Trek episode where they had painted, the whole society had uh, the men and women looked alike, except that one had a white um, and then a black side. But it was... Um, reversed on the other side of the people so there would be people with black white and then the other people on the planet would have white black yeah but they fought because oh no my my half is better you know our face looking like this so it was kind of showing people that the absurdity of just looking at your skin color or your 
physical attributes as a way to say better or less better and, and all of that. Um, so, you know, with you coming to understand that this absurdity of just dividing people by their skin color, what prompted you to create Color Us United? So I didn't make Color Rush United. I, I joined the party a little bit later on. Yes. Um, so Color Rush United was founded by Kenishu, um, who was our president. And I happened to get uh, run along into it afterwards. Um, but the, the foundational ethos, however, of Color Rush United is that there is an industry right now in this country that is predicated upon making money off of think of making people think that certain characteristics or certain traits of their being are more important than other traits of their being. If, if the being, their human being is important whatsoever. And I think that actually, if you look at a lot of anti-racist or diversity, equity, and inclusion language, the human being is belittled in the, and reduced to a pawn of social systems and social powers. So Colorash United stands against that. And we're kind of a reaction to that. We're in this ideology of reducing the human being to social powers and not understand the human being as a soft sovereign entity, a sovereign entity that has its own um, faculties that mean something independent of society, which is, again, this is the presupposition that John Locke and a lot of the national law theorists made in their work. Um, this sort of uh, denying of that has, uh, has come into the mainstream as well with Black Lives Matter pushing their understanding of what it means to be black and what it means to be and what it means to exist as a black person in America. So that's the sort of, that's, that's the course, that's the tone, tune we're responding to. Yeah, you know, it seems to me, Christian, tell me uh, your perspective or take on it, but it seems to me that that type of ideology is putting people into little victim boxes, like you're just the gay person who's victimized, or you're just the black person, or you're a woman, and it's like, you, like you said, we're so much more than, I'm just a woman, I, I am a human being, mm -hmm. I'm you know, but how do I express myself in the world? It's not just based on my skin color or my gender or even my religion. Um, it's it's deeper than that. And and to just take away the entire humanity just pigeonholes us into a teeny weeny little box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It pigeonholes us into a box and it kills us. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it kills us. No, I'm, I'm, be, I'm being genuine when I say that. Mm -hmm. uh, when you are defined by one thing, you life itself is not being represented. So if we understand, if, if, if we understand that life itself is simply a conglomerate of many different processes that work together in unison, um, when you reduce it to a single process that is based on a single process in a, so when you can, when you can, can, can you, when you reduce it to a single internal process, whether that be our skin color or our gender, which conforms to a single external process, whether that be a governmental system, whether that be a social policy, or that be a historical policy, you're only engaging the human being in a very narrow way. And so essentially you're not engaging the human being whatsoever. So that's the problem. The boxes, the box, we, we have boxes everywhere. Boxes have existed for the duration of human history. And I don't like boxes. Well, they can be useful sometimes, actually. But, 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 the the yeah, but the problem is, well, you know, boxes can help us understand general ideas, and that can be useful. But the problem is when those general ideas become epistemic certainties, Mm. epistemic certainties about the human being that's when the trouble comes mm -hmm. so you know when when we assert our individuality we're not only simply doing a service to who we truly are we're doing a service to how to what we need to live mm. and and that and that and that should be 
well, live reasonably and, and morally, I should say. Yeah. Um, because ultimately, when you reduce yourself down to a single characteristic, the ideologies that follow that are typically ones of rage. Uh, they don't have to be ones of rage, but typically are ones of rage and anger and oppression. And if you are constantly thinking in terms of rage, anger, and oppression, then again, you're not engaging the fullest range of emotion that you could possibly be engaging for any situation. I have seen it. Many activists, many activists are bound and possessed by rage. Mm. And they operate on that wavelength. And they are divorced from, from logic or rationality. And again, all that is a consequence, a byproduct of the sort of reductionistic mentality that the woke have about the human being. And does it kind of also disempower you without realizing? Because I think a lot of the people in the woke arena will think, well, I'm empowered. I'm going out there and being an activist. But at the end of it, if you're reduced to just that small segment of you're just gay or black or whatever, you're really not fully expressing yourself and, and in a sense, not really being fully empowered as a human being. Well, so I think the issue of empowerment is interesting. Um, again, I'm not, I don't want to go on a big philosophical dialogue because I, I know your listeners may not want to hear all that. So I'm, I'm going to try to keep it very short. Um, so you can, so if you have the idea of empowerment in your head, the, that empowerment is simply stands in contrast to something. If your empowerment is reactionary, then it's not really empowerment. You're, it, it may be gratifying at some level, but true empowerment must come from within, not from without. A lot of people who are woke define themselves as human beings and define their empowerment as being a reaction to people who they have supposed are trying to stop their empowerment, trying to stop their their sort of humanity. This is this is the entire idea of this is part of the idea rather of, of the systemic oppression narrative um, that black folks have been disempowered, disenfranchised, marginalized, what you call, what you call them marginalized. And so they define all their efforts to reclaim what they have supposedly lost through activism, through political processes. Mm -hmm. And the trouble with this of course is that again empowerment comes from within, not from without. True empowerment must be based on something stable. And I think the most stable thing, at least in this instance, that it can be, ba be based on is a rational self-love, a rational self-respect. Um, a rational self-love is simply um, the, 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 the first principle of our humanity. And this is the idea that we love ourselves, we care about ourselves, we want to preserve ourselves, therefore we enter into human relationships and we mingle with other people. That's the base desire. But then, of course, other things come about in the course of those relationships. So whereas those relationships may begin with a desire to love ourselves and preserve ourselves, they may end with more things. They may end with families. They may end with having a job. They may end with charitable giving. They may end, but the thing is, it's not predetermined. It's not pre-structured. It all comes from a self-love. If you don't love the vessel by which you operate in the world, you cannot operate in the world. Wow. That, that is, well, that's deep there, Kristen. What, what is your perspective on moving forward as a country that we can build um, individually, but also as a country and, and stop the divide so much? How do you see a solution to this? We have to recognize that we all have a shared a shared heritage and our shared heritage as Americans is that we are Americans. 
We come from one of the most powerful freedom traditions in the world. There have been many, but there have been none as powerful as America. We come from one of the most powerful statements of individualism in the world. We come from one of the most, I think, even the most, one of the most charitable nations in the world. And the fact that America is built upon the axioms of freedom and individualism, even if it hasn't lived up to that in fact the duration of its history all the time, but it keeps trying, uh, means that there is more potential and possibility to do things here, to, to be engaged in the brotherhood of man here than there is anywhere else. When you recognize that, when you have when you when you claim power over the suspicions and derisions that are latched to the American experiment and you recognize what it is at its core, then my goodness, there's nothing more than you can collaborate on with that. That is the collaborative glue that can bind us together rather than divide us. I love that. Yeah, I love that. And I do see that as we, and that's part of the reason we, we created this show to have that common dialogue where we can come together and, and see not how different we are, but what we all have to bring to the table. Um, but you also have a wonderful podcast, Pensive po- uh, Politics Podcast. I want you to share a little bit about that and also where people can find out about Color Us United. Absolutely. So, uh, Pensive Politics. So, um, the show itself is on a hiatus, but I do I do have my YouTube channel, and I do that I I post there regularly, and that's where my podcast actually lives on my YouTube channel. So that can be found at Christian Watson on YouTube. It is growing, it is growing steadily. Uh, that is my main project right now. Um, second to Color Rush United, Color Rush United is my main main project. So right Color Rush United, you can find us at colorrushunited.org, colorrushunited.org. We encourage you to sign up for our mailing list. And before we before we end, let me just say we are currently engaging uh, the Salvation Army leadership in a petition campaign. The Salvation Army leadership recently told their members in a curriculum, a curriculum about racism, that they all need to repent for the church's sins of racism. And we find it odd and unbiblical, excuse me, for a for for someone to be told to repent for someone else's sins. That is absolutely stands athwart of the principle of repentance in the Bible. And not only that, but does not fix anything. It simply deepens wounds. So we have actually joined together with a few Salvation Army captains and members, and we have launched a petition to get the leadership to recant their um, claim, recant their curriculum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that petition can be found at colorrush9.org as well. Uh, so we could also find that on colorusblind.org. Okay. Color, Color is, United. Color is United. Color is United. United.org. Okay. And is yes. it on the front page they find that or? Yes. So the, the petition and, and, and we, we, we would prefer if people who are affiliated with Salvation Army sign it. But the petition is going to be on the right hand side of the. Yep. Boom. Okay, yep. great. Because I wanted people to be able to see it easily. It's right up there. You can't miss it. Uh, well, this has been, we could go on for hours. There's so much to talk about here. But uh, Christian Watson, I'm just so grateful that you're out there with, um, you know, Color Us United and doing your your chats on YouTube to bring people together, to get them to go deeper and to look at these topics in a constructive manner where we could actually bridge the gap and come together and, and you know, Stop being divided. So thank you so much for coming today to Forbidden Speech, uh, the raw truth, and sharing your perspective. I'm happy to be here. I'll I'll love to come back whenever you want me to. You betcha. (laughs) Have a great day. Take care. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more Forbidden Speech or savvy episodes, visit 
SavvyBroadcasting.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at LifeUnscriptedRadio.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 